and welcome to episode 103 of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, very proud producer of the show, where today you are going to meet Ashley Kwame, a licensed marriage and family therapist, a financial behavior specialist, and a certified financial therapist practitioner. Amazing. Before I kick it over to Rita, I want to tell you that Ashley is the owner of BAM Financial Consulting, where she provides fractional CFO services and financial advisor to financial advisors and firms with a focus on improving the relational aspect both within the firm and with clients. In addition, she maintains a clinical practice, The Wealthy Marriage where her focus is on helping couples with financial relationship problems. So today's topic is actually exactly that, how couples can communicate better around money and how they can create shared goals and meaning to create a life well-lived. So exciting, so excellent. Over to you, Miss Rita. Well, thank you so much. And welcome, Ashley. We are so excited to have you. Thanks for having me, Rita. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you, you know, sometimes, like, I believe that I was always destined to be a planner. How did you discover this work and realize that this is what you were meant to do? Well, maybe similar to you, I think I was always destined to work with couples. I found and had a fascination with them through high school, you know, as most high schoolers do, but really understanding them, how they work, what makes them work, what makes some relationships not work. I think when it comes to the financial piece though, um, that was really truly a destiny or God's timing. Uh, my husband is a CFP. And so I don't think without meeting him, um, well, I question whether or not I would have found myself in the financial therapy, uh, space. Um, but nonetheless, we've had fantastic conversations around the dinner table, the overlap uh, of our work. They're discussing at least the overlap of our work and also seeing it show up in my couples too. Um, You know, living with a financial planner means that I have a trained ear for financial related issues. And so hearing a lot of that play out within my couples um, really started to find myself more interested and curious and needing more education and training. So hence all the uh, alphabets behind the letters behind my name, uh, pursuing that really so that I can serve my couples and my clients better. Thank you for that. And I so appreciate you sharing. So I know that you're a licensed marriage and family therapist, but then you're also a certified financial therapist practitioner and a financial behavioral specialist. So having all this education and training helps you to better serve your clients. But if you could delve into financial behavioral specialist and certified financial therapist practitioner, that would be awesome. Yeah, I can simplify it. And probably the easiest way that I explain it is I help clients or couples understand how or why they think, feel, and do the way that they do with their relationship with money. Uh, So why do they think the thoughts that they think, right? If I can sound like Dr. Seuss for a moment, why do they, you know, behave the way they do? Why do they feel the way that they do all in the context um, around money? in their own individual life, but also in their relationships with their partners as well. Um, So those letters have really provided me with the knowledge, the expertise, the interventions, or really how to help couples, um, the strategies, I guess, um, be able to understand themselves so that they can go out and live 
uh, more financially healthy lives. Thank you so much. And of course, we only have a short little time together. One could talk about this all day, every day. How can couples communicate better about money? So feel free to share some high-level strategies yeah. that you have found to be successful. Yeah. The first is that both partners really have to have a willingness on both sides. Um, and that's, you know, starting point number one. And so when there's not a willingness on both sides, that can obviously create a lot of tension. And so if you're a couple and you find yourself in that place, it's okay to reach out for support, whether it's with a financial advisor or with a therapist, but first both partners have to be really willing, um, more or less, right. They don't have to be the same level of willingness, but to some degree wanting and having a desire you know, other tips and strategies for being able to do this well is consistency. So being able to check in consistently, um, which is hard. We all lead very busy lives. And so it's important that partners or couples come off of autopilot every now and then and really check in intentionally with each other, looking at the numbers, conversationally talking about how do those numbers feel when you look at them? What are our goals? What type of shared vision do we have for, you know, not just now, but later on down the road as well? Thank you so much for that. And I know that you have your clinical practice, the wealthy marriage. And so I'm sure a lot of people come to you for help and that's good that they're coming to help. What are some of the common themes that you're seeing and how have you like, helped people? Yeah, spending differences seems to be one of the bigger ones um, between partners. So one partner adopting one spending um, habit or style and the other partner, we seem to find our compliments um, in, in relationships. Uh, I know that's even true for myself. I tend to be uh, lean a little bit more on the spending side than my husband. That's probably because of our professions. But some of the bigger problems, you know, apart from spending or saving differences, um, really also centers just around transparency. And so I see a lot of couples where we would call it financial infidelity. I know that can be a big kind of kind of scary word when you hear it, but really when one partner has been uh, keeping secrets, um, financial secrets from the other partner, I see this show up with small business owners um, who have maybe um, been keeping accounts or just business transactions that affect on the personal side, the family or the relationship but also even around debt. So carrying like secret loans um, or secret credit cards and, you know, lo and behold, those come out at some point. And then there being a lot of hurt and pain uh, around those discoveries as well. I'm happy to continue, but those are probably at least more, more presently kind of the two bigger issues as far as why couples really come um, to see me. So on one end of the spectrum, we have not lighter issues, but maybe issues that are certainly emotionally charged, but, uh, you know, maybe don't take quite as much time to figure out. Uh, and then on the other end, we have some really like deeper, like hurts and pains, um, betrayals that have been made, um, or had within couples, uh, as well too. No, I, I completely understand. Some of them are more serious than others. And by not talking about money, it can actually create even more stress. Yeah. So blended families, for example. Yeah. So 
that's a really good transition. So share some stories or examples, of course, don't violate confidentially of how you've been able to help um, blended families work through money stressors or financial stressors. Yeah. Blended families are very unique and have their own unique set of challenges. Um, so different from, you know, other families who are not maybe blended. Um, and so some of the work really that gets done is uncovering really those money beliefs that each partner um, has and depending upon the stage of life that they're in. So if they are coming together and there are still children under their household or in their household under their roof, um, that's going to look a little bit different than if they're getting married perhaps later in life and their children are more adults and they're off on their own and they're not you know, living, they're not dependents, um, if you will. And so communication for these couples, um, you know, apart from uncovering money beliefs and, um, the feelings kind of around that communication is really the biggest, um, factor for these couples. Um, and I actually find that for blended families or blended couples, they really come to the relationship, um, really being far more transparent, than some of my couples who, you know, have not maybe walked through a divorce. And, you know, I guess maybe how I make sense of it is that they've already gone through some type of hardship, you know, relationally. And so now it's like, just put all our cards on the table, right, Ashley, and help us figure this out, right? And so those couples really come in and they put it all out there for the most part. Um, they're really transparent. And then it's just finding from a communication standpoint, you know, how do we strategically uh, work things to where both families and the new couple system, those needs are are really met. Uh, and so that actually can be tricky. Um, I, it sounds really easy, I guess, in theory, but, you know, it can be tricky um, just because there's a lot of fear um, and reluctancy that can come up with that, depending upon the nature of maybe um, how things ended with their previous marriages. But um, these are actually some of my favorite um, families to really work with, if I'm being if I'm being honest. Thank you for that. And I know like even my mom and her boyfriend are getting married and the circumstances, how their first marriage, like my dad passed away. My mom's not a divorcee and her fiance, the first marriage, the, the marriage ended in divorce because of infidelity. Mm. So even getting them to plan wasn't easy, but I'm here to tell you, like we are through the home stretch. We only have one more thing we need to do. Um, so it's just a delicate A plus for patience, but it's yeah. just taking the time to understand what's important to each one of them. And let them know that they're both right, right? Absolutely. So, you guys are both right. And then help it guide and get them to where they need to be. Yes. My favorite actual intervention to do with couples when they're arguing about something and they are both right is I will write down on a sheet of paper. I write it as the number six, but I'll write a six and then I'll put it between them. And it's strategic, right? Because one partner will see a six and the other will see a nine and, you know, I'll say like, which one of you is right? And usually at that point, they kind of catch on to what I'm doing and they're like, okay, all right. Okay. We're both right. And I'm like, are each of you ever going to convince the other one that what you see is, you know, a six or a nine? No, we're not. No. So, you know, that's kind of just done with humor, but I think to your point, Rita, it's important that both partners know that they're both right. And that's okay. Um, we don't have to have a wrong and a right person. There's no bad guy in this, right? It's just 
really honoring both partners and what they, what they want and, and what they think. Thank you so much for that example with the six. So I did tell them that they were both right. And my sister texted me and said, what a relief, but that this <laughs> nine and six is super helpful. Um, <laughs> I stole I, it I, from I, someone. I stole it from someone else. So it's not, um, it's not original content. So feel free to use it. <laughs> super helpful. So what do you enjoy most about what you do? And I know you do several things. So we'll talk first about what you enjoy most about being a fractional CFO and what you enjoy most about your clinical practice, because I would be remiss if I forced you to say what you like about (laughs) just one, but what do you enjoy most about each one of those roles? Yeah. With the fractional CFO piece, what I've actually come to really love the most is being able to connect with my husband in a different way, um, kind of understanding how different firms work and operate, uh, being able to help other advisors and, and their clients. It's actually really created a lot more intimacy just in my own marriage around that. So it's not so focused on just clients. It's kind of a whole business practice um, now. So I have actually really enjoyed um, that part. I'm sure he'll hear this at some point. Uh, so, so, but I've enjoyed that. And, you know, with that as well, I also really, really enjoy being able to help other advisors create connection or deeper connections with their clients. Um, that is very rewarding work when an advisor, you know, emails me and says, Hey, I had a great meeting with this client. Thanks for coaching me. Like on that, you know, the things we talked about really made a difference. And this client shared that they left this meeting, you know, is the best meeting to date. So I really enjoy being able to coach and help other advisors um, in creating deeper connections with their clients. Uh, With regards to my clinical practice, it's probably a similar answer to my second one is that I just enjoy creating deeper connections and showing people that there is a different way you know, how we come into our relationships. Oftentimes we are modeling what we saw or experienced growing up. And so being able to be or play a small part in people's lives and showing them that you don't have to just keep doing it this way, just because like you can, you know, create your own change and create the relationship that you want. So it requires work, but I I at least enjoy that aspect and helping craft you know, um, couples relationships and really leading more fulfilling lives. I think there's a legacy part of that, at least I hope, right. If they have a better relationship, maybe their children will experience a different, you know, um, have a different upbringing and they will go on to, you know, maybe have better relationships themselves. That's so beautiful. And I do believe it is as inspirational as it is transformational. So as we wind down, Ashley, this is the opportunity for you to share um, how people can learn more about you and reach out. So website, social media handles. Yeah. So if for my clinical practice, the website is www.thewealthymarriage.com. So wealthy and marriage are all spelled exactly um, correctly. So thewealthymarriage.com. I do have an Instagram handle for that account, and it is at thewealthymarriage. If you're a financial advisor or wanting to follow more of my fractional um, financial behavior officer work, my Twitter is at BAM Consults, um, and the website is BAMFCC.com, BAMFCC.com. And then you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Ashley Kwame, 
I think there might be a few Ashley Kwamis, but look for the one that has all of the letters, I guess, behind their name. I'm the only therapist, I think, uh, on there. But yes, I love connecting with others. So feel free to reach out and let me know that you uh, heard about me on Rita's show. Well, thank you so much. Now back to you, Hope. Thank you. Oh, that's so fabulous. Trying to keep couples together, Ashley, <laughs> with money not being the thing. That's that's fantastic. We do a lot of stories around divorce. So this is a beautiful uh, way to stay together and consciously coupled. <laughs> yes, I love that. Consciously coupled. Yes, yes. Sounds like a great business name, Hope. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Miss Rita. To our audience, you are listening to Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro on Incandescent Radio and Incandescent TV. We thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Take care, ladies, and we will talk to you both soon. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our Incandescent Radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Leal, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, Zenit. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of voicesforchange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at voicesforchange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women by women about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is theincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com, where you can see what we can do for you. 
These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.